Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of and Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho Real Estate. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski here, your host for the next half an hour or so, talking about issues facing Idaho and the nation from a Judeo-Christian perspective. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to remind our listeners that our show is sponsored by Conservatives of, if you would like to get some constitutionally-minded folks elected to office and help those folks in their campaigns, you can donate to conservativesof.com. They're a Christian uh, political action committee that reaches out to help Christian conservative candidates. And our show is also sponsored by Common Glancy of Homes of Idaho. She's been in real estate and helping individuals and families since 2011. She has experience with investment properties, residential properties, horse properties, and yes, new construction. You can find out why so many people give Carmen a five-star rating by contacting her at the following website. Write this down, boiserelocating.com. That's boiserelocating.com. This is a shifting market right now, changing times. Carmen can help you through boiserelocating.com. Well, you know, um, there's lots of stuff happening in the news this week, and a lot of it having to do with what happened in Florida at the Mar-a-Lago Ranch, which belongs to uh, Donald Trump. I say ranch because it's just a big compound, but uh, this is Donald Trump's Florida residence, and it was raided this past week by uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and there's been a lot of discussion in multiple news sources about this. Here to discuss this with us, and because it's a very important issue for our country, is Ian McDonald. Ian is the founder and the senior editor of Media Right News. And it just so happens, even though Media Right News is a national, uh, nationally focused news website, Ian happens to live here in the Treasure Valley. Ian, Welcome to the studio. Welcome to Keep the Republic. It's great to be here today, Mr. Bobinski. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> you bet. Well, you are been writing a lot about this, and, and you have several things to discuss, and that's why I asked you to come in. Uh, we have Donald Trump, as I said. His, he was not home at the time, but uh, his house was raided by the FBI uh, for those that may have not been paying attention to the details, could you fill in our audience with with the overview of what happened? Well, just spitballing off the top of my head, um, it sounds like this has been an ongoing situation uh, between the former president and the DOJ, according to the reports that we've been hearing, because everything is according to reports, of course, since the FBI is not talking, kind of like the Bush's baked beans dog. Um, but according to the reports, that's the paperwork that was taken uh, during the transition between the Trump and the Biden presidency. Uh, some of it wasn't supposed to be taken, apparently, and they've been working with Donald Trump to get it back. And he supposedly wasn't playing by their rules. And so, therefore, this is them taking back what he isn't supposed to have uh, to go to the National Archives, supposedly. 
This, um, is, this is the story that's this, being put out? This seems to be the, the, the narrative that I've been seeing. I read today in, I believe, Newsweek that they specifically timed this. They've been planning this for a while, and they specifically timed it for when Donald Trump wasn't going to be at his Mar-a-Lago residence or even in the state. They thought it was going to be some sort of, according to this piece, that almost sounds like uh, damage control to me. It sounds like they didn't expect there to be so much blowback from this, whatever you want to call it, operation. Mm -hmm. And now that there is, even though the Fed hasn't officially came out, the, the FBI and spoken yet, the what I like to call, and some of my friends, the Democrat media complex is definitely doing their damage control rounds right now. I, I've heard that too, that they were not expecting as much blowback as that has been happened. I saw something here this recent uh, week that more people have been donating to Donald Trump's reelection bid than ever before. His, his income, has, uh, sky, his donations have skyrocketed mm -hmm. because people feel this has been so unfair and, you know, when you take a look at what's been happening over the past, oh, six, seven years, I would say that that's probably a true assumption that there's been a lot of unfairness. I see stuff happening. Miss um, Clinton, she smashed, what, uh, several hard drives with hammers. Yeah. Her phones with hammers. She put bleach bit software on, on these hard drives to, to kill all the was yeah. She purposefully was destroying files that she was told to not destroy. Correct. And yet nothing happened to her. Yes. Kid gloves, they say. She and, was handled with kid gloves. And I think people see, that people are not stupid. They see this difference. They see how people on the left get away with whatever. Nothing ever right. happens to them. And yet Donald Trump's house gets <laughs> raided. Uh, you have Roger Stone, who is a Trump advisor. He was, uh, the, the uh, SWAT team knocked on his door at six o'clock in the morning, Twenty of people armed with automatic rifles and they're going to arrest him. And it's like, he's already said, Hey, come, you know, if I need to come get me, come get me. They did not have to show up at his door with these automatic rifles at six o'clock in the morning. They could have just said, okay, we're going to come arrest you. Kind of, you had multiple people have been put in leg irons and hang and it seems like that's only happening to people on the political right. Yes. You see a disparity. Yes. There's definitely a disparity. Um, and if I could speculate for just a moment, it wouldn't surprise me if Barack Obama was pulling some strings here hmm. because uh, I don't even see, I'm doing air quotes, President Biden as even um, a coherent human being at this point. Um, so somebody's definitely controlling all these things happening. And I know that pundits and reporters and Various personalities love to call out the Biden administration, which it is, technically. But we have to all remember, he isn't doing a whole lot other than putting his clothing on in the morning, if he can do that without help. Yeah, it, it's very, very uh, hard to believe that the man is running the country. I, I totally agree. And uh, you had written an article at your website, which is MediaRightNews.com. Correct. And you had written an article that uh, Peter Ducey, he's, a, he's a, a reporter, has been pressing the White House press secretary about the White House's foreknowledge about this raid. They've been denying it. Yes. 
Uh, what do you what <laughs> what update do you have for us on that? So I believe her name's Kareen Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary. So at that press conference, I believe it was yesterday, or the one everybody was waiting for. Uh, she came out swinging in the beginning. I forget who the first reporter was that asked, saying that they didn't have any foreknowledge, as you just pointed out. But then later on in that same press briefing, Peter Ducey brought it up again, pushing a more direct question, which was, is the Biden administration politically weaponizing the DOJ against President Trump and others around him. And Jean Pierre outright refused to answer that question in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, she just said she wasn't going to address it. Because which... no wouldn't have been very hard. Mm -hmm. Well, you have an article also at um, uh, Meteorite News talking about, talking about how the num you have the number of people. You had, what, 15 boxes that were removed from President Trump's residence, 30 FBI agents at least. We have pictures of people with, you know, some machine guns standing there in front of Mars. So this is this isn't a threat. This is a, a intimidation factor. And I've been looking at this going, you know, like as I said earlier, only the people who are on the political right are receiving this kind of treatment. Getting people knocking on their doors with full SWAT gear just to arrest them. Yes. Uh, being put in leg irons. We don't see this on the political left. This really does feel like now a banana republic. Indeed. And there are multiple angles to look at it from this perspective of somebody like you or me. The most obvious one to me being this is a very sad and dark time for our country. It's setting precedents that have never been set before. And we really don't know what to expect next after things like that, are all politically connected people now in danger of being targeted? And so that's the biggest angle that I think everybody's contemplating, myself included. And then there are other angles, though. For example, uh, one thing I like to say, based on my political experience, is that nobody is more powerful than a quote-unquote victim in politics. And I think the Democrat Party may have accidentally made Donald Trump a huge victim just mm. now. And that may work to his favor. Well, you uh, have even Democrats coming out defending him. Exactly. Uh, former Governor Andrew Cuomo, as, as an example. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has come out in, in President Trump def Trump's defense. Uh, so you have... Um, I guess people are curious, why is this happening? We've been talking about this disparity, this you know, left to right, different sets of standards. Somebody posed a question to me on one of my social media platforms. Why is this all happening? Why are we having so many FBI raids? And I look at the spiritual aspect of this as well. We had Donald Trump come in in 2016. They were not expecting him to win. I totally believe his election was a God thing. I remember seeing the, uh, the uh, election results coming in that night and Hillary Clinton was way ahead and suddenly there was a shift in the winds and Donald Trump started getting more votes and they were not expecting it. And you have, we have audio tape of uh, Joe Biden talking to the president of Ukraine saying, make sure that this doesn't get put out to Donald Trump. He can't know what's going on. They were, you could tell they were trying to hush things up. 
I think that evidence is there. I personally believe that we do have um, a spiritual war going on in this country that Satan would love to come in and just take over and put his standards in place and get rid of the Judeo-Christian principles that our founders put in place when they created this country. And anybody who would be supporting Donald Trump, not to say that he's the most uh, you know outgoing Christian man in the world, but he certainly does defend Judeo-Christian values different than what the uh, the Democrats, uh, the left-leaning people, even left-wing Republicans are, are supporting. I think this is a spiritual war. I think that this is uh, people coming out against anybody who would stand up for Judeo-Christian values, and they're trying to intimidate. Say, look, this might happen to you. If you stand up for truth, if you, we say it's for truth, but they say if you stand up for those principles that you're defending, this might happen to you. Yeah, that's definitely what I see as well. I think that anybody who's involved in politics as an activist or even just somebody who may donate to their favorite candidates and comment on social media once in a while feels a little less comfortable tonight or last night sitting in their underwear on their couch just watching TV, imagining feds running into their house saying, you are texting with this person or you are doing that or you said this thing that you weren't supposed to say or whatever it could possibly be. It's to make people afraid, uncomfortable, just average everyday people. Mm -hmm. It's a major flex by the globalist left. And I think globalist is the, the right approach. This is not something that's just happening in this country. This is something that's happening uh, in all aspects of the, how do I say it, the, the World Economics Forum's efforts to institute their new uh, world order, which is really an old world order. Uh, they're a great reset. They're doing this all over the place. Uh, by the way, if you just tuned in, we are talking with Ian McDonald, the editor at Media Right News, which is MediaRightNews.com. And you can find out a lot of different angles about this Donald Trump story by going to Media Right News. There's been a lot written about it over there. One of the stories that you have there, Ian, is about Candace Owens. Now, a lot of folks maybe not know who she is. She was started off as a Democrat, she was a black, you know, a very strong, active black woman uh, who just kind of got red pilled, as it were. And she saw the light and she realized, wait a minute, what I see happening on the left is not good for this country. She she made the switch, very vocal about it. She's now part of the Daily Wire's team, a very conservative group of folks over there. And she made a comment that she wrote about. It says, uh, I no longer recognize the country I live in. Yes. I'm seeing um, a lot of folks upset talking like this. I saw Jesse Waters on Fox yelling at a Senator Lindsey Graham, telling Lindsey Graham that the nation is on a cliff. This, this has put the nation on a cliff. We're in some dangerous water here. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, 100%. And in the right wing, there's all different perspectives, and there's all different spectrums of right wing and, and people who maybe like this pundit, but not that pundit, or read this newspaper, but not that newspaper. This seems to be, at least for the moment, bringing all those people onto the same page for this specific topic, uh, like your Candace Owens and maybe somebody else who maybe doesn't normally 
have the exact same opinions. This is what everybody's talking about, and they're pretty much all on the same page, that it's an egregious thing to happen in, in our country. And um, like you said, even some moderates, even some Democrats are a little bit shocked. A few of the radical left Democrats that you hear on MSNBC, CNN, things like that, who are kind of celebrating if you watch any of that stuff, and occasionally I'll flip over to CNN just because it's funnier than Comedy Central to me. It's the real comedy is CNN, not <laughs> Comedy Central. Even the ones supposedly cheering, you can tell by their words, their facial expressions and voices that even though they're claiming to be kind of happy, they're not. You can tell that even they know deep down this is a dangerous moment even as they try to say the things that they think their base wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Before we went on air, you and I were talking a little bit about the dangers involved here, and that is that it almost feels like the people um, in the Department of Justice or the people who would like to see this country come down, I'm convinced that uh, after talking with some people who are in the know, who have been involved in those agencies, intimately employed by those agencies, they confide in me that very corrupt at the top. And these, some of these people at the top really do want to see America taken down. You and I were talking that there's a danger here in that these people almost want those on the right to go over the edge, to get a little bit, um, shall we say, crazy. So that gives them an excuse to crack down even harder. Right. As I mentioned before, there's no one, there's nobody more powerful than a victim in politics. And as I had said, they may have inadvertently made Donald Trump look like a victim right now, which is why, he, as you mentioned, his fundraising numbers are through the roof. But they love purposefully creating situations where they themselves can cry victim too despite their accidental painting of their enemies as victims, they purposefully create themselves as victims all the time. That's what I see out of the left as a, as a very common thing out of their playbook. So, yes, they want to provoke anger, what they like to call, a very, with a very broad brush word, extremism, whatever that means. If they can provoke that to people to get over the top, so to speak, because of this injustice, then they can justify their comments that we are, quote-unquote, extremists. See, look how they overreacted. That's true. And when, and when things are on high alert with words like extremism being tossed around, that gives uh, the left and their watchdogs, like those over at uh, Media Matters, and the Southern Poverty Law Center. Both very left-wing organizations. And the ADL. That gives them the ability to tell companies like Twitter and Facebook and many of the advertising companies, hey, we, we got to block this word. We got to ban conversation about this topic. This particular guy, he's got to go. And so on and so forth. So it gives these groups power over the platform companies like Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, to say, hey, we need to control the conversation. To, to avoid a civil unrest. Well, 
yes, that's the premise, but it actually just gives them more overall power exactly. to control the overall conversation. Exactly. That's what that's the danger here. Correct. Is they're going they're going to play this, even though they they had a pushback bigger than they thought. They don't let up. They're going to come at this every which way they can to try to win because that's what they do. Is they don't see righteousness as the goal. They see power as the goal. Whereas people like you and me, people who are constitutionally more minded, we are focused on the best argument winning. They don't care about the best argument winning. They want control and power, no matter how they get it, even if they have to lie. And so you have people who want to fly their flag upside down. You got an article over here at uh, Media Right News how Marjorie Taylor Greene is flying her American flag upside down. A lot of folks think that that's a sign of disrespect. It's not. Flying an upside down flag is a international sign that you're in danger, that you're in crisis mode. It's a distress signal. And so a lot of people will fly their American flags upside down as a symbolic thing to say, hey, we are in danger as a country of falling. And they're going to say this is extremism. Yeah. Yeah. And and writing for a, and being in basically the responsible person for a opinion news website is a fine line to dance because I report things that definitely happened, and then I also say what I think. And headlines don't necessarily indicate what I think. That just tells you what happened. And then when I write, I say, this happened, and then in my perspective, boom, and then I'll tell you what I think. And and if I had to toot my own horn, if, if I'm saying in my view, I'm probably right. But it's to keep the those fun little friends we have called fact checkers from chasing me around. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty straightforward, the name of your website, M- you know, Media Right News. It, it's telling the viewer or the, the reviewer uh, what is there. It's a right wing perspective. And yes. you're very clear about that. Uh, at the top of this show, I always say this is a we're looking at the news from a Judeo-Christian perspective. When I do my True Idaho News podcast, same thing. And the statement, uh, our mission statement on TrueIdahoNews.com says the same thing, that we look at things from a Judeo-Christian perspective. That's honesty. It's telling the people, this is the worldview that we're using as we review this content. The danger, one of the dangers in our society, and even here in Idaho, are the news organizations, the newspapers, the TV stations that uh, purport to be balanced they present themselves as being just, quote, news, but it's not just, quote, news. It's very left-wing in its perspective, yeah. and I think, therefore, they're being dishonest with that. Yes, 100% correct. And um, we should be allowed to have just as much perspective as the left without being forced to say, well, of course, this is just my opinion, unless they have to say that, too, and they don't, they like don't. you said. Um CNN parades themselves around as real news, and they, I don't know if they do anymore, but they get played at airports all around the country for unsuspecting uh, centrists, which I believe most Americans are, you know, as they're going flying from grandma's house to home or home to grandma's house with CNN on. And that's definitely not fair. And most folks don't know that CNN actually pays airports to have their station playing in the airport. That's a way that airports make income is from CNN to play CNN on their monitors. 
And that, that I, I, you're absolutely right. Uh, you have people who are trying to do the right thing. And I want to encourage folks to go visit the Epic Times. I'm, I'm going to drive them away from your website, <laughs> Ian. We're speaking with Ian McDonald with Meteorite News. But there's an article over at Epic Times, and it's simply titled, This Is It. And it's a very interesting op-ed. He talks about how the left doesn't even want to hear the opinions of those who are on the right anymore. Those who have constitutional values, they don't even want to hear. They've been so brainwashed by the school system to believe that what we believe is wrong, and they don't even want to hear it. So the whole idea of may the best argument win, may, may that win, they don't care. They don't even want to hear our side of the things. So really, when he writes this article, his name was Brian Bauerlein, I believe was his name. He said, the best thing we can do as Judeo-Christian folks is win at the ballot box. Got to get people active in the ballot box. We've got about 30 seconds left. Any final thoughts for our audience? Yes, as you said about winning at the ballot box. Um, I do think we have dark times ahead, but for the time being, I think that's the correct stance. And if you do have a swing state or swing district, if there is fraud, I know it's a fine line to talk about election fraud, but if there is, the more you vote, the more people who vote, the harder it is to perpetrate things like that. So everybody has to get out and overwhelm the system and vote. I tell people, if you are a strong proponent of constitutional values and you see that this country is becoming a banana republic, the thing to do is not to go out and wave a flag and or fly your flag upside down or to stomp your feet or make a bunch of posts on social media. The thing to do is to go identify five people who are curious and educate them and get them involved in voting and helping to campaign for constitutionally conservative folks. That is probably the most effective thing people can do. Uh, yes. Ian, we've been talking with Ian McDonald, uh, senior editor of Meteorite News at meteoritenews.com. Ian, thanks so much for joining me here in studio. Thank you. You have been tuned in to Keep the Republic here on KBXL, and I thank you so much for tuning in. Our show is sponsored by Conservatives Of. If you want to support constitutionally-minded conservative candidates, you can go to conservativesof.com, make a donation there. Our show is also sponsored by Carmen Glancy of Homes for Idaho. That's a real estate agency. They've been around for a long time. You can visit her at boiserelocating.com. Write that one down, boiserelocating.com. This is Daniel Bobinski, editor at True Idaho News and your host here on Keep the Republic. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. If you'd like to support this broadcast and fund Christian conservative candidates, visit conservativesof.com. And for your real estate needs, connect with Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.